When you're essential during a pandemic, trust your training. Welcome to Service Calls, a podcast brought to you by Heritage Parts in partnership with Food Service Equipment Reports. I'm Rob LaFriends, and while the industry makes its way through different levels of social distancing rules around the country, service techs remain on the front line. In this episode, we're going to talk about what companies are doing to support techs as they navigate some pretty strange times, and we'll hear from techs about what it's like to be on the job right now. Joining me as always is Food Service Equipment Reports Managing Editor, Allison Resendiz, and our first guest today on the phone from Ontario, Canada, we have Shawkette CKS Vice President Jennifer Linton. Jennifer, one of the things about the job of a service tech is you never stop learning the trade. In what ways does Shawkette support mentoring of service techs? I think that first and foremost in our organization, we promote and we encourage a mindset of lifelong learning for all of our team members. So we're always learning, we're learning from each other, we're learning from any resource that we, that we, that we can get our hands on or get access to. Um, we can learn something every day if we're open to it. We have a fairly you know, robust for us junior technician training program. And so that basically entails a three-month evaluation period. If the technician you know, has the right attitude and has a mechanical aptitude, uh, he shows promise, we take him on, and he begins one year of hands-on in-field training and mentorship, riding full-time with the designated senior technician or trainer. Once a junior technician earns his wings and gets his own truck and is out on his own, the support continues. Uh, although he's not full-time in a truck with the technician, he still is calling that technician and that mentor uh, for advice, guidance, wisdom. What are the benefits of mentoring, especially in the service field where recruiting and retaining techs is a challenge? So, Allison, I think um, we need to recognize that commercial equipment technicians aren't like HVAC technicians or other trades. They don't come out of a school ready to work in a productive way. So when you commit to a, a junior technician, you know, creating a, a relationship that's going to last through the lifetime of their career. We're a highly specialized field uh, and an essential trade which is really obviously proving itself to be extremely important right now during this pandemic. They're kind of like the invisible superheroes right now. So it's important that when we start a relationship with these young technicians and through these times when a lot of these young technicians actually aren't working right now, they may have been temporarily laid off, uh, that, that they know that they're still an essential part of our team, that we're keeping in touch with them so that they can be recalled and do want to be recalled to a team that's cared for them through this difficult time. So what are you looking for when it comes to setting up a senior tech with someone who's new to the job? We, you know, we rotate uh, the junior technicians through a series of senior technicians. So there is a principal trainer, but they get rotated through all of our really highly engaged and competent senior technicians until we find the right fit. What I have found is that over the years, it's it's the actually the junior technician that finds his right mentor fit on his own. There's just kind of a magic or a click that happens and it happens quite naturally. And as a service leader, once you see that fit and you feel that energy from the two technicians, we encourage that connection. Let's say the junior tech has clicked and found the right mentor. What are some ways they can get the most out of the relation, the ongoing relationship? You know, we do regular scheduled meetings with the junior technicians and with the trainers. Right now, we're having weekly uh, touch point calls because we're not actually in the office. The guys are being dispatched from home just to reduce the amount of people at the warehouse. 
Uh, so we have touch point conference calls where we all get on together and still feel like a team. You know, we, we have monthly confidential evaluations specifically for the junior technicians that we do. Um, the trainer will evaluate the technician, but the technician also, the junior technician also evaluates the trainer. So we're getting feedback in both directions and that helps with the development of the relationship. So you made a great point with the week, the weekly touch points. I think that's really important. Um, are you still doing the factoring training right now? Allison, that's a fantastic question. And it's, it's amazing that this, this whole COVID-19 pandemic has really rocked our the world, you know, and, and our industry in particular, obviously, since we cater to venues where people do gather. Um, this year, of course, everything has changed. Our plan has completely changed. And and so everything's been really canceled in person, but we have a few key manufacturing partners who have very quickly shifted to online training um, with Zoom, of course, or with Google Classroom, where we have our guys actually training almost every day now. There are condensed trainings happening that last about an hour. It's a live classroom with an instructor in the factory, on the, you know, in front of the equipment, doing the factory training. It's different, but at least it's continued. And um, I think it's just so exciting how quickly our very traditional industry uh, is evolving and, and that we're able to continue the development of our juniors and, and maintain the competency of our senior technicians through this very difficult time. You know, I've heard, I've been in the industry for a while and I always hear that, you know, recruiting and retaining service techs can be a real challenge. So I was curious, what advice do you have for those senior techs who maybe have compassion fatigue just from the high turnover rate? So my advice, I would say to a guy who's been out there and, you know, he's done 30, 35 years in the industry and now he's, he's a trainer is, is keep it positive. It can be tough. We're, we work in a really challenging industry. You know, um, my colleague always says we're, we're a necessary evil. And I think he's spot on about that. Uh, so, so keeping it positive for those juniors is really important. Um, secondly, I would say support the process. In our industry, too often a gap develops between the technician group and the inside administrative group. And so, you know, when you've got that junior, instead of you know, maybe getting negative or, or, or criticizing the administrative process that really supports the technical process, come together, um, show them the benefit of working together and being a team. So I'm going to put it on you right now. Uh, thinking about yourself, what's the number one thing you learned from your mentor when you were out in the field? Um, so I would say humility. You know, remember what our purpose is and the roots of what our business is stay grounded within that so for me to be in service is um is to help others when called upon so we are here to serve stay humble remember that remember that we are a trade our goal should be to promote excellence and leadership within and be a leader within our trade you know support our technicians for me to develop a team of technicians who are confident, competent, and who genuinely feel connected and a part of the team and a part of the business is, is a huge driver in what I do every day. I truly feel it is my duty as a leader to make sure that technicians know how much I respect them and that they are valued and that they have a voice within the organization. Excellent advice and info all around there. Uh, thank you, Shaquette CKS Vice President Jennifer Linton. 
Next up, it's From the Field. And on the phone from Philadelphia, I'm talking to American Kitchen Machinery and Repair Warranty Administrator Tammy Blonde. And uh, prior to the stay-at-home orders, you shared kind of a gross story about a supermarket chain and its combi oven. Uh, basically, just kind of a very basic uh, area supermarket chain. This particular location had had several calls uh, up to this point um, with with an oven leaking from the door or leaking from seams or or random, you know, quote unquote leaks. Uh, Tech finds out that the unit is leaking from the door because the entire compartment is completely clogged, uh, full of congealed chicken grease, fat, debris from, from food product and things like that. So obviously, Um, You know, when it goes into a clean cycle, it cannot flush congealed, you know, chicken byproduct. So I'm pretty sure I know the answer here, but uh, what was the diagnosis? You know, it's one of those things you can't say, but it's obvious that it's not being regularly cleaned. If it's being regularly cleaned, um, you know, you're not going to have this constant issue of congealed fat, grease, debris. Um, if they're running, a, you know, if they're leaving it just sitting in there and then trying to run a clean cycle three days later, you know, at this point, it can no longer drain. Everything is just now just packed and clogged in there. So this is no joke. It turned into a lot of work. Uh, tell me what you guys had to do. We, we gave them a basic general estimate of what we felt would be involved, uh, picked it up, brought it into the shop, had to cut a full access panel in the bottom of the base of the unit to be able to actually ac- uh, access the, the uh, fat extraction system to be able to replace it. Interesting fact and why this particular unit was very, very memorable <laughs> is when the oven came to the shop, <laughs> It still had full sheet pans of chicken in it. So the the odor was, I don't know how it could have been missed even in the store, to be honest with you. Maybe they put it on a dock waiting to be picked up, but it had full sheet pans of uh, chicken inside of the oven. So how'd you end it with the customer? We just made sure that we kind of put in writing a better explanation of, of what was happening, why it happened, how to prevent this issue from happening in the future. Um, and uh, I don't think we've had an issue since then with this particular location anyway. All right. And another happy ending to another gross service call. Uh, thank you, American Kitchen Machinery and Repair Warranty Administrator Tammy Blonde. All right, uh, now it's time for Nuts and Bolts, and this is the segment where we get tips and advice from techs like you who spend your days being essential. And our topic for today is talk about what's changed out there for you on the job in the midst of a pandemic. And first, we're going to hear from Tampa, Florida, and Clark Service Group technician Warren Devaney. I think one of the biggest changes social distancing has brought is that not only do I have to be aware of my personal space, but I have to be aware and respect the personal spaces of everyone around me. And oftentimes that's a moving and fluid thing. And uh, and you just need to keep a keen eye out as to where your place is and where uh, you need to be careful. Next up is Joe Warren and Sons manager Garrett B. Warren. Just some quick tips that we've been doing as technicians on the road here. Um, obviously, it all comes down to PPE. We've been wearing our masks, our gloves, hand sanitizer, wiping down tools with sanitary wipes at the end of jobs. Um, we're, we're limiting jobs to two, uh, one guy unless it's absolutely emergency service. Then we'll do two men, but they're taking two separate vehicles, and they're going to try and maintain that six-foot space at all times if possible. 
Um, and then at the shop, we've even taken some blue tape and just kind of marked out six foot spacing barriers just to try and maintain social distancing. Um, and then just common sense stuff. Obviously, if you don't feel well, don't come into work. Um, temperature scans too. We've noticed that some of our accounts, uh, customers are requiring instead of just walking around back, you have to check in, sign a quick questionnaire saying that you're healthy, you haven't traveled anywhere in the past two weeks. And that's really it. Um, you know, just trying to do the best we can during these times. And my colleague Bob Kessler has this email from Beltsville, Maryland and the EMR Tech, Cliff Collinger. Well, the biggest change, of course, is the lack of service calls. And as a former chef and now a technician, it pains me to see the restaurants empty. I've never seen so much cleaning going on in kitchens, and I hope that continues. But overall, things haven't changed too much. Having my temperature taken at nursing homes and having to wear a face mask while working in Maryland are probably two of the most noteworthy changes. And Actually, the best part of the ordeal is the lack of traffic. All right, great stuff. Thank you so much to everybody for your contributions. Uh, Next week, our topic is, uh, with business so slow in many cases, how have you used your time constructively to propel your career forward? We'd love to hear from you, and you can call in to leave a message. Our number is 312-788-7618. That's 312-788-7618. You can also email or record a voice memo on your phone and send it along to servicecalls at fermag.com. And that's it for this episode of Service Calls, brought to you by Heritage Parts in partnership with Food Service Equipment Reports. We'll be back next month, so be sure to follow and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. I'm Rob LaFrance.